welcome to a special edition of the Oz F1 show with the double T's. The Tommy show. <laughs> We've got rid of the dead way and it's just the Thomases having a crack. Yes, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Oz F1 show. And uh, I'm joined by, what is it? What does he normally say? My, My friends, friends and yours. yours. I mean, it's, yes. There's only one of you. It's and just, it's, just it's, me and you. And we're, we're not really pre-drinking. We're having coffee because it's coffee. so early, but... It's like, going well. I like good pre-drinks. And, uh, Campy's got a mug here that says uh, world's best boss on it, which is definitely... Uh, from the office. Definitely not the case. <laughs> from the office. Good from him. Good from me. Campy. Look, this is going to be a bit of a roller coaster. So We are professional, though, probably. We try. But we'll be with, fine. Without our fearless leader, Mr. James. It's true. James Baldwin. We may struggle a bit, but uh, so this re- is what the people want. We really need the people to get around us and support us and make us feel good. So if you could really just give us a lot of positive feedback on this one, <laughs> <laughs> if you like it or not, that'd be great. We do <laughs> not have our uh, our fearless flight attendant, head no, flight attendant. That's it. He's, he's a bit under the weather, but fingers crossed we'll be ready for tomorrow. But yeah. Campy, Ocon signed a contract. Over- Ocon. It's bold from Renault. It's oh, a three-year deal. So it's bold. We're going into t- two extra years of new regs. Um, what are your thoughts initially? Um, I, I'm still not sure where I sit on Ocon. Ocon, compared to Alonso's, having a pretty good year this year, but we're only six or seven races in. Yeah, I don't think you can truly judge these guys until we get to the end of the season. Now, my issue with Ocon last year was. He was so bad against Ricardo, and particularly race pace. I know qualifying was yep. well out there, but he got that together towards the end of the year. It was the race pace which was that bad. Yeah. So for him to turn it around so much from last year to this year, I don't think the turnaround's been as good as what it's played out in the media. Yeah. In saying that, oh, three years is bold from Alpine. I mean – the contracts, contracts are worth nothing, aren't they? They are. If they want to get rid of them, they'll get rid of them. But yep. they've got a strong junior program. They've got Guan Yu they've got yeah. Piastri. And I know Alonso's only on a two-year contract and Alonso's going to look at next year and if he doesn't have a competitive car or see a big carrot there for the year after, yep. I don't think he's hanging around. But I, th- yeah. I think it's bold. I don't... It, it seems like a weird time to make that decision. I don't think he was in danger of going anywhere else either. So it's not like you had to re-sign him for that long. Well, there was He doesn't have many options. Well, there was the conversation that the the Mercedes seat, if it becomes open through Valtteri, was between George Russell and Ocon. But I don't think Ocon was the preferred driver. For I, I that don't anyway. think so. I think that's why they've let him go back to Renault, to be honest. And I don't think they've seen anything while he's been at Renault or Alpine this year that is going, oh, we'd like to see him over George, who when had a crack in that car, was giving yeah. Bottas the business. So it, it just seems like a long time when you could have gone a one or a two-year deal and gone, put him on the same timeline as Alonso, and then you've got a whole new driver lineup. Yep. At your disposal. It just seems like a weird choice, but maybe Does, that's the going rate. Maybe they've just got – maybe there's some kind of conditions on the last one or performance-based kind of thing, so we don't know. We don't know. But well, on contracts, Bottas was also fired back about all the contract talks about his contract. He finally said, he's like, we haven't talked. There's nothing happening. Can you all shut up and leave me alone? Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I When you hear rumours in the paddock and people start talking – It's genuinely because there's some questions within the media paddock and the fans that think Bottas is gone and he's got to get rid of his seat. But people don't bring this stuff up. Like DC said, oh, maybe Valtteri's had a little tap on the shoulder and 
it's time to move on next year. So that to me says, well, maybe there's some stuff going on behind closed doors that we don't know about and conversations are probably happening. Unfortunately, we've got four or five races into the mid-season break. We're coming into a triple header. What happens if Bodas comes out and pulls a couple of wins and, you know, a podium in the next three races? Puts the puts egg back on Mercedes' faces. Yep. I mean, this guy, we know he can perform at the highest level. His qualifying this year has been pretty bloody good against the greatest yeah. driver we've probably ever seen results-wise. Yep. Um, he's a competent and he's in that A-class conversation. But he's also exactly what you want from a B driver. Like, totally. if you go through history and you look at the second drivers, he'd be in the top three of best second drivers of all time. Because you you want them to be competitive, but you don't want them beating your guy, which is Lewis right now. So they're they're selling out for Lewis. They want someone who's kind of semi-okay with their position. They're going to push on the occasion. They're going to get results when Hamilton crashes out. But I think they're just – they've got a really good thing going with Bottas. I mean, it might be disappointing sometimes when he is further down the pack, but you take that with the good stuff that he brings as well. Yeah, but the two races made further down the pack this year have not been his fault, in my opinion. Um, last week in Baku, it was the chassis and the wing that he was using, completely opposite to Yeah. They, the they only brought of, one of those wings for Lewis. Yeah. So Bottas had to go with the other. And so. the other one where he had that crash with Russell, yes, his pace wasn't there, but the car was not functioning as it should have. Oh, and the conditions were hopeless. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, That's the conditions it. were hopeless. Yeah. And then throw in... The result at Monaco mm. with the wheel nut when he's in second. Yeah. Like that just, that's not his fault at all. I mean, they're trying to blame it, blame yeah. him for it, saying he was out of his grid box. But that's And then ridiculous. every other result he's had has been on the podium. So, yeah. I, yeah. That's it. And, like, the pace he had this weekend was great. So He's got to so get wins. He has changed chassis. They've swapped. Lewis and... And Valtteri, uh, Lewis and Valtteri, that's the same guy. <laughs> Lewis and Hamilton, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton and Lewis Bottas and have swapped chassis. Um, is this kind of just appeasing Bottas maybe or? No, I don't think so. I just think the way that uh, both these chassis were used last year as well. So um, it's probably just the way the teams are starting to get under the salary cap cost cut measures. Right. But they've got four chassis that are sort of revolving at any one time. And it's not about whether one driver wants one chassis or not. It's just their rotation policy and how it works. So, um, But interesting to see that he gets Lewis's chassis from the first six weeks and he's right on the money. Yeah. There's no issues. It is interesting, isn't it? I don't want to talk about whether But then Lewis was complaining about balance all weekend and, yeah, it, it is interesting. Like, And you've, you've hinted at it, something so fundamental – fundamentally wrong with the chassis can just be a little gremlin, some kind of crack somewhere that's really hard to find can make such a big difference on how that car performs. Well, and the, and the, uh, <clears throat> what I've said previously is like, what I know is musical instruments, particularly like bass, but like you can get two identical basses and one sounds rubbish and one yep. sounds amazing. And there's, there's no difference between them yep. specs wise, what, they're made out of anything. It's just that one's amazing, one's not. So yeah. these things can happen, I think, in the world of F1 with the technology they use. They don't set up cars by using their tools and spanners anymore. They set <laughs> no, them up by, yeah. computers. you know, com- lasers and computers yeah. that scan every millimetre of that car yeah. down to uh, ridiculous amounts of accuracy. I, I don't think you find those things often, but sometimes it's just the way it is. Yeah, interesting. Anyway, um, we had some... 
Good news, K-Mag going to Indy, yeah. which is great. Yeah. I think it's with the Arrow-McLaren kind of team. It is. Which is cool. I'll tell you what, Roman's been performing very well <laughs> over there. Took him a couple of races. Yeah, but it's good to see, isn't it, that these guys are at the top of driving no matter what category they go to, even if they look like they're disappointing in Formula 1. The 20 guys who are in Formula 1 are the best guys right now driving cars anywhere. Except for Mazepin. <laughs> well, he's got more money than anyone else. So top 19, let's say that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It's good for K-Mag. Um, he got what – I can't remember what series he's in, but he, he's been – he got his first win in that series as well. Yeah. Which triggered the clause to um, – But it's good to see because the, yeah. the McLaren team did really well at the Detroit Indy um, race, I think it was last weekend. Yeah, they did really well. So – it's he's going to a good team. Hopefully, he gets some results and good to see two hundred eighty thousand people at the stands too at fifty percent <laughs> capacity. It's nuts. Oh, it's nuts. So much for COVID. Yeah. Jeez, <laughs> mind you, we had like what an MCG full of people for Anzac Day, and then all of a sudden we're back to no crowd. So well, it can go just as quick as it comes. It's I don't want to get political here because <laughs> Campy, that is your favourite thing to do. What are you I'm talking really about? Kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> Politically. <laughs> Politically. Politically. Whoa. Um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about practice. Um, not much. Genuinely, practice was pretty boring. Turn six, how many spins? A few. Saw um, Vettel in the wall. Yep. So we saw later on. But the big thing, we had some team, some teams complaining to Michael Massey about the yellow, what are they calling, the baguettes? Because <laughs> we're in France. And doing too much damage relative to the discrepancy of going off the track by, say, three feet. I don't care what the drivers have to say and how much damage. Don't fucking drive on them and you won't have the problem. Exactly what Brundle was saying. And to be honest, I'm kind of in the same realm. I think so. Paul DeResta was mentioning that it's thousands and thousands of dollars for theoretically going off. But then you make the point, if that was a street circuit, like we were just at at Baku, you're in the wall and you've done hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage. So I think... Speaking from a fan's perspective, we hate hearing about track limits Correct. and tyres. Yes. There's a white line, whether there's a curb there or not. I mean, this yeah. track's hard to watch. It oh, me. I get dizzy. Oh, what? It's not even good. Put gravel there. Oh. It'll probably will solve the issues. So um, stupid. Track limits, I don't want to talk about. No. Why can you – look, there's a white line. If yeah. any part of your car goes, all four tyres go over that white line, look, it should be deleted, should yeah. be done and done. I don't care about I feel you. cones and chicanes yeah. and no. <laughs> just suck it up. Do your just job. Suck it you're up. You're paid enough. That's it. Well, not if you're Yuki, but <laughs> yeah, you're probably um, paying for the repairs that damages on the car on there <laughs> out of his own pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that's been it. a thing in F1 before. I'm not sure if it's that. If you keep doing like it, I, reckon, I wonder if Mazepin's dad's committing more money every time he crashes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Just smoothing that over. Well, Schumacher's <laughs> the one that's making mistakes at the moment. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. The, yeah, end, the last thing we had was the Red Bull taking new power units. So, yeah, that was standard. I, I think, think I think that's probably a little bit to contribute to maybe that straight line speed that they've seen and I mean you usually take a power unit at a track you feel like you're weaker at as well so Mercedes took it to a street circuit last week at Baku at Baku didn't pay off for them did it no it didn't and it didn't pay off for Red Bull either but but so interesting to see so nice 
bright, shiny. Hopefully there's no issues with that, but it seemed to be going all right for both of them. They had good pace. Oh, it'll be a good race tonight, I think. Yeah, walking. <laughs> they were walking away on the straights as well. So if they can hold track position, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. We'll see how we go. Um, let's get into qualifying. We had Quality. a shout-out to our mates at Boxer Neutrals. Did we? We did when Yuki had a crash. What happened? I missed it. Yuki had a crash. We had a shout-out. Yeah. And uh, Brundle was just going, oh, he's got a box full of neutrals trying to find ah, reverse. Very good. There we go. Good shout-out for the boys. Good shout-out for Mr. Uh, Laminato. Love that. Was it Laminato? Yeah. Yeah. Good dudes. Podcast, go check it out. Yeah, boxing you neutrals. Got a shout good out, mates. Nice. Yes, but Yuki, basically, as soon as qualifying oh, started, God. we had a red flag. God. Did so, you see the rev- like? Did you see as the cars reversing in the tramping oscillation there was between like the the rear wheels slash diff yeah. going the opposite direction and the. Sh- so I've never seen anything like that, that before. And the commentators were saying the same thing. Haven't seen that since like the eighties or the nineties. Like, because these modern cars don't have a traditional rear end. Like, it's yeah. it's in so many pieces. It's not one piece. So, it's yeah. very interesting to see it move that way. But they, what they do you think that would be, trans, transmission? They did a lot. I think there'll be issues because of the track. Yeah. Which will be transmission gearbox related. Um, I'm not too sure. They did allude to this being some damage to the wing. Yeah. Before he hit there and he was trying uh-huh. to manage it. Yep. But for whatever reason. Interesting. Well, so we had that to start Q1, Q1, which was frustrating. So anyone on a flying lap had spent their tyres and wasted time, had to come in. So oh, look, it was lucky it was like, it was like it was one super of the first quick, cars but to go through. Yeah, exactly. So then we had a, a shortened kind of period and then we came out. Everyone put down a lap except for Stroll who exceeded track limits like a Muppet. Yep. Well. So then he came out a little bit later <laughs> and – he Did was he was about to st- but he was about to start his flying lap. Uh, he shit the bed on his for his second flying lap. Yeah, then backed off because he had enough time to get another one in. So he backed off because he saw traffic. He saw a bunch <laughs> of cars, and fair enough. Like to be honest, everyone had just come out as Stroll was about to do his flying lap. Yep, yep. So like fair credit, like that is a tough thing to go through. All of the cars basically trying to do a fast lap. That's not fun. It's bloody good to but, watch. But so he bailed out because he knew he had enough time to get back around and start another flying lap. So he re- did a recharge. All those kind of things. Lo and behold, our mate Mick. Mick put it in the wall. Put it in the wall. Campy, was that a strategic wall placement? Oh, because he was already through. You'd hope to think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd so, hope Mick just walked past see, him and went. <laughs> so young Mick has got into Q2 and then he's binned it so no one else can beat him. He's my hero this week. Mate, oh, unfortunate for Stroll, but hey, we've had this conversation. Every race of the last, this is the third race consecutively where someone's binned it in qualifying yep. and ruined someone else's lap. Stroll did that at Monaco. Yeah, ruined, 100%. You know, so um, sorry he didn't do it. That was signs. So, no, sorry. Stroll did. Stroll crashed uh, in. the race. He did it. Oh, he did Stroll too. Stroll just in quality down right, he got past it, yeah. the pool. Yeah. Yep. Like right. a Muppet. Was that the race or was that quality? Quality. Sure? Yeah. It was sure. quality. Sorry, I thought Listen, it was the we'll race. Listen, we'll never know. I'm sorry. useless. No, it was the race because then – that's when they cut to that video because we didn't get to see the on-track action between the That was from the week before. That was a meme you saw that we sent you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Mate, anyway. no, I'm wrong. qualifying You're in wrong. the race at Monaco is the same thing. It's yeah, all just a procession. Who cares? Anyway, good to see, though. Good yeah. to see. Stroll took it, it on the chin. He just said it's not our day, clearly. Yeah, which is probably <laughs> frustrating for the team. Like, Mate, you stuffed up the first time. Then you bailed out of a flying lap and then – 
I mean, the last one's not his fault, but it's also like get a banker lap. Because that car is well better. Like it, sh- it should have been way higher than that. All right. With the hindsight of we've had Monaco, Baku, and now we're in yep. uh, France. The French. The worst Grand Prix of the, the year. The French. The French. Uh, all right. Who are you taking? Ocon or Vettel? Oh, sorry. Vettel or Stroll? Who's been better? Vettel's been way better. In the last three races, yeah. It's not yeah. the first few. But. but I think that was like, okay, give him time to acclimatize to a car. If I was signing one of them and, like, one of them wasn't the child of, like, the owner, yeah. I will be on Vettel oh, going into yeah. the future. I think you're right. He, I think just – I think Vettel's back. I think he's back. I think he's back. Genuinely. Like, I don't think – I don't think Stroll's bothering him now. I think – I think he's actually found some form. He likes how this car's set up now. He's actually getting some input, unlike Ferrari, which was, like, shut up and drive, Seb. Um, We're going to shaft him anyway. Oh, exactly. But, no, I think – I genuinely think Vettel is back. And yeah. It's good to see the fans love it. Well, he qualified really well this weekend. Too. He did. Yeah. He ended up in 12th. Was it 12th? No, I thought he was better than that. I thought he made top 10. Anyway. He had pace, but yeah, he, he, he dropped off at the end. Um, but Darren, Darren Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it Tom Sallard? Is that his name? The, um, Tom race Stannard. Stannard. The race engineer for Daniel Ricardo. He... He must have some kind of like name dyslexia of some kind. He cannot get it right. No, his mate that he speaks to. Back at HQ. HQ, who was at track last A strategist. Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> so so if, you, if you weren't watching, it's Darren. I mean, Daniel, uh, what do you think about these tyres? <laughs> Excellent. And Daniel just shakes it off because like, he's like, yeah, I get it, whatever. Um, but All that's right. just ripping. All right, where's that boy been this weekend? Where do you see him, Tommy? Where do you see him, Blake? FP1, he was solid, had some pace. I think the issue is everyone else found more pace later on, found setups that worked. And McLaren's legitimately dropped behind Ferrari, I think, as a car, like you were alluding to. I think they're the fourth best car now. Well. I, I think Ferrari is genuinely a better car. Look at Gasly. I think. I think the that car, guy's <laughs> unbelievable at the moment, the, isn't he? I think the Alpha Tauri is in front of the McLaren. At the it's moment. just because you only can, one, yeah. one of the cars. But, yeah, but that's because of the driver, not the car, yeah. potentially. Yep. Yeah. And then that is that. Well, we've seen we've seen Alpine or the Renault. Renault. Um, that car looked better this weekend as well. It did. It did. I mean, only Alonso got through to Q3, but... Yeah, but Alonso's getting it together. He's turned the page in that car. Mm. Uh, All right, but getting back to Danny Rick. Race (sighs) post was pretty good. That was the thing I was excited about, looking at the uh, race simulations. Yes, uh, which we know know he's got that ability. It's it's the one lap I think he's struggling with. Bigger issue, so McLaren have talked, I mean, not McLaren have talked, everyone has talked about how McLaren is a harder car to drive. Why is it so hard to drive? Like, why don't you make a car that's easy to drive? Like, I understand that the way, like, someone like Max has been heavily talked about as someone who likes a car that is right on the edge and he can drive it that way. But I think Danny can drive a car that way and I think Lewis can drive a car that way. It doesn't sound like the McLaren's hard in that respect. It's hard in other ways. In confusing ways that even Lando's mentioned that it's a harder car to drive. Well, it's it doesn't Lando, seem like there's payoff for the hard and hardness to drive. Uh, Lando can't make comments on what car's hard to drive or not <laughs> he's because only he's only one. driven one and yes. he wouldn't know. 
<laughs> and when he comes out in the media and he says cheeky things like, oh, Sainz is a better driver than Daniel because he could adapt to cars quicker. Mate, you haven't won a race yet. You haven't put it on pole. You've done absolutely nothing this sport yet so far. And for seven races, you've comfortably beaten a guy that's driven four cars in the last five years. So yep. before you start talking shit about whether Daniel can adapt to it, you're going to drive together for the next three years, and I can guarantee you the results that have happened in the first seven races are not going to be the way that this finishes up. So I'd keep your mouth shut <laughs> <laughs> until you win a, win a race Love or it. get a pole or a world championship. You you can't say those things, mate. Shut up. Yep, listen up, Lando. Mate, oh, for you. I'm a Lando fan, but he needs to pull his head in a bit. Oof. He needs to remember that he's coming up against Danny Rick, the yeah. only guy in the history of F1 to beat Max Verstappen. Yeah. For two and a half years when they drove together, he beat him and then he announced he's leaving and then Red Bull shafted him and he had the world's worst run of of problems. But he was 40 points ahead of him in the championship in 2017 or whatever it was. Anyway, I'm... You've been warned, Lando. Lando, I like you. I think you're driving well, but just relax because your job is going to get very, very hard in the next couple of years. And oh, I can't wait to start giving <laughs> shit to all these Lando loves and be like, oh, Lando sucks. Oh, the hell. Excellent. His race pace was good. Um, yep. You won lap. I think you're right. But I think being a tenth off Lando is a good result for him. Yeah. At the moment. It just seems like he's he's never with it. I think he's still in the mindset of like, this might sound bad, but I'm Daniel Ricciardo and I can kind of cruise in and just have one crack at a qualifying lap. Whereas he probably needs to humble himself and go, you know what? I need a banker and I need a double up. Remember at Renault, he'd just go out once and just go sit in the pits. But if you look at the times for practice, practice is what he's doing. Even in the qualifying times, he finds time every time. Like he does, but which is why you should go do another lap. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. And sometimes I, know. I feel like he's always leaving it too late, and it's just like they're risking unnecessarily, whether it's strategically in qualifying. But sometimes he won't go out until way too late, and he's missed twice his the ability to put in a final lap in a in a qualifying yep. session. Yep. You know, but wrong. just but just risk and like that's things you shouldn't be doing when you're not comfortable with the car. Like yep. you don't know what could happen. You get a snap of oversteer that you're unexpected. Like anything, it's just good to have another lap opportunity in qualifying while you're not as comfortable as you have been previously. I mean, we've had two street circuits in the last two races. Yeah. And he's come out and said, I'm looking forward to not like having corners there where if I make a mistake, I'm going yes. to ruin the car. Yes. So this weekend he came in and he was trying things. Yeah. And he was going off track and he was not staying within track limits. That's because he was trying things because yeah. he's pushing, he's pushing, got pushing. that ability yeah. to make mistakes yep. trying to learn where he's yeah. at. Yeah. And I think that's helpful. I, yep. I think after this triple header, yep. um, he, for his own senses and ours too, I think we need to make a decision well, on where Danny Rick's at. Well, so there was an article on F1.com, like a, a decent length article. Did you read it? No, I didn't. For Daniel Ricciardo. It was really good. But basically the big thing that I took from it was we've had preseason testing cut down to oh, half. Yeah. Totally. We've had – the pre like each race week testing uh, practice has been cut by a massive chunk down to like 90 minute sessions. So in theory, the amount of mileage and hours in a car we're at race seven, but it's really more like race three or four worth of mileage and time in a car. Absolutely. So we're we're really jumping the gun of like, and he 
didn't get a chance to drive a previous spec car like Signs did. Signs got to go drive the old yeah. Ferrari. And I think it was Seven, Danny, were the only two that didn't get to drive the previous well, year's car. Renault wouldn't let him because he was still contract exactly. until like December. So all these kind of things, he wasn't allowed to go drive previous spec cars, whereas yeah. like other, other guys that are doing well managed to drive last year's car, had more time to do simulations, other track kind of things. But yeah. he's come in, he's got no mileage in comparison to previous years where – he would have an abundance of knowledge now at race seven. He's only got the equivalent of like three races or four races worth. And and remember, in testing too, he drove the day sessions. He drove three day sessions yep. in Bahrain, which is not indicative of whether they were racing or uh, yeah, you know, at night. Well, especially when you've Carlos you've was done doing pra- all the night running and yeah, and especially if you've done preseason every year of your career at Barcelona, and you kind of get a feel for okay. Yeah. When I'm driving around Barcelona, this is what I'm looking for in a car. This is how I set up a car. This is all the things. And, like, you know what feedback you're giving because you've done it every year. It's consistent. You're yeah. doing it at a completely different track in completely different conditions, much hotter, much, like, crazier, yeah. windier, all those kind of things. So, And these guys, these guys, their ass is their antenna to the car. They feel everything through their backside. And when you're looking for familiar feelings when you're coming into a car and you're going, oh, geez, that's not – that's not right. But yep. in this car, it's okay. You can feel those yeah. things. And it just takes time to adjust. Now, he's getting paid big money. And clearly by the um, the contract that uh, McLaren gave Lando Norris, yep. suggests to me that they don't really – there's still all their eggs in their basket yep. with Danny Rick. They're not fussed about that. I think they see the work off the track, which is something that we can't see, is like how much effort – like he's staying yeah. – in this article they alluded to, he's literally staying around the corner from the McLaren Centre. He's going in every day. He's working with engineers. The team uh, was studying his old team radio from Renault to understand how he likes to be communicated to, all his codes and signals, and all these kind of things. They're just working really hard to get up to speed because they couldn't drive the previous spec car, all these kind of things that they're on the back foot for. So expect like – that side of it, the in the garage stuff to be really strong. It's just they're just trying to translate it to the track now. And it will translate to one track. It will because he's a, a professional and he will and figure it out. And when he does, and when he starts taking that car in a direction that Lando doesn't like. Yeah. Oh, it's just going to be like, it's going to be poetic justice for me. <laughs> I reckon I'm putting it out there. I'm making a bold prediction. Oh, Danny Rick's getting a win this year. He's getting a win. He's going to get he's, a win. Oh. Gonna get a win. I think we're definitely getting a shoey this year. A win is huge. Yeah, he's gonna get a win. I'm putting it out there. Oh, I'm double the down, my boy. The prophet <laughs> has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, let's talk about some other people from qualifying. Oh. I mean, Yuki and Stroll both out. Duds. Duds. I mean, Kimmy <sighs> he was unlucky. He missed out on his lap. Kimmy was unlucky. <sighs> Russell got through to Q2. The mid the mid packs, he was only by what two thousands or something? Yeah. Two thousands. I mean, he was on a cracker of a lap though, to be honest. Like he he was was. gonna get through. Yeah. Um, but yes, that Mick crash kind of sealed his fate there. Um like you mentioned if you were Latifi, wouldn't you? (laughs) That guy (laughs) that guy's the new bot ass, really. Let's be honest. That guy just keeps getting shafted. Still my favourite Canadian on the grid. It definitely is. That's I've never seen him get interviewed or talked to. No. Ever. 
But same with Giovinazzi. You don't see him. You don't see anything about him. Let's talk about the Alpine. That car did look good. You would hope that they would bring a big package to the home Grand Prix as well. And you'd hope yeah. you have a good showing. So we see Ferrari always position their car to be good at Monza. We hope that that would be the same thing for the French Grand Prix for the French team, that yeah, they would have a good showing at their home Grand Prix. Alonso looked good. He did. race pace that I'm worried about. Yes. We saw at Baku that Alonso couldn't hold on to Danny Rick and Danny Rick yep. put 14 seconds. Comparatively, they were like within three seconds mm. at one stage and just dropped him. So that is my big concern for the Renault. The Renault. The um, <laughs> but Alonso's putting it together. He's turned a page. He looked good this weekend. Yeah. Every like every on board I saw of him, I was like, he's in control of his car. That in comparison, bad. you look at Ocon, it's constantly making more steering, adjustments, yeah. Steering corrections mid-corner, yeah. trying to catch the car. Yeah. Whereas Alonso, it's one movement, it's smooth, yep. it's uh it's good to watch. Speaking of smooth minded steering wheel, Carlos Sainz is on one at the moment. That guy is so good. Yeah. He's the classic like Jensen Button one input. And no corrections kind of steering no. guy. He's unbelievable. Good to see. He, he's doing good things. And well, you said it early on that he was going to give Leclerc an absolute pasting and it's coming. Yeah, I think Leclerc, this is the first week science has been comfortably ahead yeah. of Leclerc in every session. Yep. Uh, Leclerc struggled this weekend. He did. He comparatively. Was, I mean, he got he he got through all the sessions, but he was on the fringe every single time until he put in his final lap. And he had to pull something out yep. at the very end of each qualifying session. So, whereas Science was comfortable the whole time. Yeah, that guy has found it, and I think similar to Daniel going to McLaren and spending time there, being immersed in the new team, Science has done the same thing, and they love him. They're really loving having him around, and the team's got around him very quickly, and is. It's showing. I think he'll be good for Ferrari. Just attitude-wise. Oh, yeah. Look, with Ferrari talk about, oh, Ferrari's not just a racing car. Yeah. It's, it's the vibe. And yeah. It's the, but Italians are great like that. When you yeah. go around there, they feed you. It's a big party atmosphere. Yeah. Heaps of wine. Heaps yeah. of food. It's, you know, it's not just going around your friend's yeah. house. There's a whole experience with it. And Ferrari and the Italian ways, they create that around their race car too. For sure. Unfortunately, that takes a back seat when the car's not performing, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And I think Sainz has actually done that a bit. He said- He's such a hard worker. Because we haven't seen the same Ferrari in the media this year that we've no. seen previously. No. We've seen We've seen a Ferrari that's not talking about the fluff, straight to the point. This is a business Ferrari, finally. Yeah. Not a lot of like excuse throwing and kind no. of like fluff. It is all just business at the moment, yep. which is good to see. Yep. The sport is better when Ferrari's good. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is exactly what we want. Do when we Ferrari want is one of the best race? two teams no. is what we want. Do we want them to win every race? No. We want them to be competitive because oh. we need them up there because 100%. the Tifosi, as fans, they're brilliant. Yeah. I mean, as much as we like to rag on them oh, yeah. and have fun at their expense, Yes, which I'm the first to do. Oh, I'm yes. Put my hand up. Yes. But <laughs> we need them to be good in this sport and it's all business. That's I think it. the experience and everything else that comes with Ferrari – will show and can come to place when they start winning some Grand Prix. I think Sainz is the guy to do it. Oh. Um, they've gambled on an engine next year too, which I, <laughs> I read an article about it. I'm not ready to talk about it because I don't know enough about why they've gambled on their engine next year, but Interesting. could pay dividends for I them. Like we, could see, we could see a Carlos World Championship next year. Come on. I mean, if it's not Danny, Sainz is a pretty good guy to win it. <laughs> 
big yeah. fan. Big fan. Uh, still want Bottas. Bottas to win one. I think that ship has sailed. To oh, be honest, no. mate. Oh, no, no, it's no. sinking and sinking, and you're still hanging on. But uh, we oh, love no. VB. The guy is amazing. Yep. Let's let's talk a little bit about the top two teams. It seems like that Merck is fast. Verstappen is just better. I, I think just looking at the pace from Perez, he was far off his teammate. But those Mercs had it together and were chasing hard. Verstappen has a clear advantage over Hamilton though. I think. There's a big gap. I think if you take Verstappen out of that car and you put another driver in it. Just an, another the Merck's driver. the best car. Yep. But with Verstappen behind the wheel. I mean, he was half a second quicker than Perez. It's, it's insane, isn't it? But at least Perez qualified fourth. Totally. But, and that's your job. Like, get it in the top four. You'd hope you'd get a front row lockout, but. But he'd be scra- Perez would be scratching his head going, half a second. Yeah. But we know Perez is going to show it at race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He's not a strong qualifying comparison. But, but Mercedes' so, race pace is clearly better than Red Bull's race pace. This weekend. It depends when it's when you're following though. If you're in too much traffic, it can't be. They're good front runners. Like if they're stuck behind stuff, they really struggle error wise, overheating wise. So it'll That's be interesting. Genuinely a two horse race though, isn't it? And it is good. Good to see. It is good to see. All right. This so, is where we see the mistakes coming out from Hamilton. So this is what we're talking about. We're going to go, what are we looking for at the start of the race? It's got to be the start, Campy. Talk yeah, me through good. it. I'll be watching. P10, see how so, that goes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But so Max is on the inside at the front. Yep. It's a very hard first and second oh, corner here, isn't corner. it? We've seen like Vettel punted off Bottas a couple of years ago. That was huge. Yep. Uh, it's really not a, a passing spot unless you're actually in front going into the first turn, which means you have to get a lightning start in comparison to the other guy. Well, I think there will be some turn one. There's going to be some issues. There always is at this track. Always. Otherwise, if someone goes wide, and I mean, Verstappen made up three places a couple of years ago because there was an incident yeah. that happened, and he just went wide and Wah. cut the whole track. And yeah. <laughs> Which you can do here because it's painted blue and white. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the start really. But I, th- I wonder I- if Bottas can get a ripping start and slipstream down and get inside of Hamilton and Hamilton's forced wide because you really can't do much if you're on the outside going into one. There's not much you can do. Yeah. So I wonder if there's there's a there's a path for Bottas to go stick on the back of Verstappen and just bulldoze through to the point where if you're alongside Hamilton enough, he's going to have to get out. They're not going to call anything on the first lap. So if you can just get your car inside of Hamilton, I reckon there's a chance for Bottas to get in front. Yeah, which look. which is what we want, and that's his that's his path towards a win potentially. Is he's got to be bullish off the start. These guys don't think about what's going on behind them, and I think that'll play into Bottas's hands yep. if he gets it right. Yeah, but it's a two. Oh, it's going to be a tough one. I think I think Hamilton will get the win tonight just because I think Mercedes' race pace has been consistently better, and the fact that they've got both cars behind Verstappen. As a pair to like cover the undercut, they can do anything. They can force his hand really strategy-wise. Perez is no slouch though. He's not, but like there's a gap. They've got both of them there to, to play. Yeah. So yeah. Perez can cover off, but it's still Verstappen's vulnerable to strategy there. Yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting. There, but there could be some carnage. Who, who's your money on the carnage being? <laughs> which well, driver? I, you know, I'd love to see Verstappen and Hamilton take each other out in turn one. Well, this is a good point. So at the moment, they're the only two with championship 
potential. So it goes, it stands that if you're going to crash, you better make sure you crash into your rival and take him out as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because if your DNF versus their podium is a massive points haul, whereas if you both don't score like last week, it's a net neutral. So the only really wheel to wheel those two are going to be willing to do is on each other. Yeah, I think I'd love to see them crash out and then Bottas get a win. No, because it just <laughs> – Totally, no, because just to you, level it out. You see, you see yeah. uh, Sainz get uh, – sorry, Perez get a win last weekend. Yep. Then you see Bottas get a win. Then it's like, so, hang on, this is not just a two-horse race anymore. Yeah. Because of these guys' mistakes, yep. we've got a four-horse well, race. And that, that really brings the constructors back into it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking at constructors. That's a B-grade. Win. That's a B class. <laughs> Is that a participation medal? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I can see why teams care about it, but for me this year, I think it's cash as well as the big thing. It's yeah. it's a contribution. For me this year, it's all about Verstappen v Hamilton. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I want to see some other contenders in there. We well, saw some of the swings that happened, particularly in the like the Lewis versus Rosberg days. Yeah, we saw some big sixty point swings in that championship. Yep. Go out from one way to the other, like 120 point swings, and then Rosberg came back and got yeah. Like, it was things a, can happen totally. And we've still got 15 or 16 more races. Yep, which is there's a huge amount of points <laughs> on offer. Totally. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited, and like the fact that it's just the two of them, and there's no third kind of contender, means they can go aggressive at each other in wheel to wheel combat, which is what we want to see as Formula One fans. Yeah, people putting look, it on the limit. Look. I'd, I'd put in a roughie in there, Gasly. He's just putting himself in the right places at the moment. That guy, <laughs> consistently, you are eating humble pie weekly, aren't you? Oh, mate. <laughs> he's like, sick of it. There is something in that car that he's just. He, mate, he's doing so well, which, to be honest, does that point out Yuki not doing so well if he's got the same car comparison? Oh, absolutely. He's, yeah, he's absolutely. really underperforming then. Yeah. Whereas, like, if he was in a, a Haas, like the other two rookies, would Yuki look even worse? It's hard to know. That Haas is pretty average. Yeah, I think we've got three rookies this year. And just... Like you've, you've mentioned before, you're only compared to your teammates. So it's so hard when Gasly's doing so well. Yeah, like but... that'd be the biggest gulf of performance between teammates, surely. Well, Those two. Gasly is right there with the, he's right there with the top, you know, the third best car. Yeah. Yeah. And he's consistently near. Mate. And he makes moves off the start. Oh, I hate to say it. But he's not going to the French team. He's not going to Renault because they've just signed. So, Carlos. so he's kind of going to have to stay there. But I don't know which other team he could go to. Really? Because I don't think the big team's taking him back at Red Bull. I don't think he'd want to go back, to be honest. I think so I think he's just going to have to stick with Alpha Tauri and maybe they do – turn into a bit more of a threat and, like, compete with the fourth, third it's, best car. Just, it's not going to happen. Yeah. He, he's in a tough spot. Yeah. He, for me, it's a bit like Perez. Perez got that shot at McLaren really early in his career and he was so timid and nervous and wasn't ready for that job and the first seven races in that car cemented that he wasn't going to get a renewed renewed contract the year after. But by the end of that year, Jensen Button was going, this guy is quick. Yep. And he even said to McLaren as an organisation, you pulled the pin too early on this yeah. guy. You'll regret it at some stage because he was lightning. Oh, By the end of the year, even yeah. Jensen's going, I had nothing. This guy, this guy is so good. Yeah. This guy is so good. But 
what happened was he dropped back to the uh, the Force India, mm-hmm. and that's where he sat. Yeah, that's for where ages. He, that's where he sat until this yep. drive at Red Bull came up, and they yep. were still reluctant to give him that chance. For me, I think Gasly is going to be one of those drivers. He's going to get that second chance, hopefully. One day when a big team's stuck and they're going, our junior program's not what we thought. We've taken a risk on a rookie. Get rid of him. Throw in a professional. Tommy, let's do this. If I said to you, mate, you know, you're going to spend the next seven years doing what you're doing. Mm. Yeah, it's competitive. Yeah, it's fun. After after two years, you're going to get sick of oh. driving outside of the car and what it's capable of. Yeah. And getting good results here and there and getting on a podium here and there and going blah, 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 but then not getting the opportunity to move forward. Yep. People, like, your attitude's going to be in a pretty shit place yep. after two years of it. Yeah. I mean, tough. yes, it's fun traveling the world and racing race cars, but yep. that gloss wears off when, you, yep. when you're not performing and you're not, not, you're not getting what you want out of, you know. They've got, these guys have got goals. They want to yeah. win world championships. They're For not sure. Winning. He's a race winner. Mark Webber even talks about it. He goes, you know, you get over it. Yeah. You just get to a point where it's like, who gives a shit? Yep. Let's go do something else. Because it's taxing. Big time. I mean, 23 races this year. Oh. oh. This is a huge season. Huge weekend. Huge season. I mean, and if you're looking at Gasly and you're saying, we're going to give, we'll give you 10 years in this car, but you're never going to move forward or sideways or get out. Yeah, of it's it. a nine to fiver, basically. Look, I'm looking, yeah. you'd be seriously considering your options going, all right, let's do this because I love this sport. It's my pinnacle. It's been my dream for two or three years. But yeah. it's going to go downhill at some stage. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, hopefully hopefully his future is like Perez and it's bright. But all right, well, so we're looking for the start. The start's going to be start. crucial. Predictions. Lasting prediction? on, uh, I think, I want Verstappen. I really want him to get a bit of a lead and then I want to see Hamilton chasing. He said that he likes to be the hunter for a change instead of, do you know what I mean? He's, he's loves the games. Hamilton does. I reckon it'll be a Merck one two with the Stappen in third. Ooh. And it'll be a toss up between whether Bottas and Hamilton get the win. Uh-huh. My heart says I want Bottas to win, but my head says it'll be Hamilton. I think with the Bottas chaos, we could see signs on a podium. Yeah. I think signs or Gasly are prime for a podium if something happens. If there's some kind of incident and they can just nail the strategy timing, those two are prime for a podium. What about the weather? To see the weather. It's looks been very mentioned overcast, but that part night. of France is pretty damn dry as well. Okay, like oh. it's it's very unlikely, but that would make it so much more interesting. I read a comment somewhere: eighty percent chance of storms, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be excellent." Then I put that on the Discord. And Fresh Manus Manus said it was crap. He nah, he's bollocks. the guy that would know. That guy is more professional than us in everything. <laughs> So we should get Manus on. Seriously, James is out. We get get the big Manus on. That'd be excellent. Shout out to Manus. I haven't missed him. Have you? I think this is a great podcast, mate. This is the best podcast we've ever done. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow post race, um, and we'll break it all down. Cheers, boys. All right. It's going to hit record and we'll start. Beautiful. Do you want to do the intro? Yeah. Should, <laughs> should I do my James impression? Yeah. Do it. Do I have to yell really loudly because there's no one in the room? Whenever he gets up real official, he gets super loud and yelly. Yeah, he just clicks into professional. He does, doesn't he? No. I don't. Th- <laughs> <laughs>
It's like when he's doing the safety demo on Ryanair. Just like, all serious, let's do this. Let's get, get this into done. the zone. Oi, you, stop looking at your iPhone, flight mode and listen up, pal. Let's do this. How good. Oh. How good. What does he usually say? Uh... Well, hello. My name's James Baldwin. Welcome to another. I can't episode. say my name's James Baldwin because I'm not James Baldwin. Say good morning. My name's James. Tommy T. Welcome you to another episode <laughs> of the Oz F1 Show, brought to you by my friends and yours. Campy, you're the only one here. Something like. Do I even need to do it? You just do it then. No, you do it. It's awesome. All right, let's do it. <laughs> 